Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Post Sunday Podcast. This is Kevin Jones. I'll be your host for today. And uh, we're just going to look back at this past Sunday, which was May 17th, and review some of the elements of the service. Kind of just take a nice stroll down memory lane of some of the things that occurred, as well as talk about some of the things that did not happen or weren't said. So I hope that you've got a a cup of coffee or something to sip on, and we're going to dive right in. Sunday, we sang a song called Raise a Hallelujah. It's written by Jonathan and Melissa Helser, and they're of Bethel Music. And it's a song of prayer or a declaration, um, and it was based off a really interesting backstory. I thought I'd share that with you. Uh, Jonathan and Melissa, uh, they have some good friends, and their good friend's son, Jackson, uh, developed a kidney infection uh, from E. coli. And because of this, he started needing blood transfusions and went on dialysis. Well, as time went on, uh, their son Jackson, their friend's son Jackson, wound up in critical condition. And it was being discussed that they weren't sure that the child was actually even going to make it any further. Um, So they began praying. And in their prayer, uh, a song erupted. And you may recognize these lines from that song, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me. Well, in time, shortly thereafter, as they began singing this and the church congregation began singing this song, I raise a hallelujah, indeed a miracle happened. Um, But not before things became worse. Uh, Jackson was joined in the hospital by his sister, Addie, Uh, who also developed the same infection. And it was looking grim, and the family was definitely struggling. It was a very difficult time. And out of that time, though, uh, they began to pray and worship. And as they sang this song, these words of this song, like I said, a miracle occurred. They both were healed, and uh, they're fine now. It's, it's a beautiful story of how even though we go through incredible times of, of adversity and struggle and pain, through the midst of it, as we are faithful and we put our trust and hope in God, he does the miraculous, which is precisely what this song talks about, that it's not so much what we're having to do. We simply make our focus not on the temporal, not on the things around us, but we put our focus on the eternal and we focus on God and what he is capable of doing and that he is faithful. And suddenly we're amazed time and time again at how good he can be. I wonder if you're listening to this, if you wouldn't mind sharing a miracle that God's done in your life, how through a time of turmoil and testing and difficulties, you trusted in him and he came through for you. Well, I'm going to take a short break, and we're going to look into a few things from this Sunday's service um, and share those with you. So I'll be right back. This Sunday, we started a new series. It's called the Telios series, and uh, it's 
that word um, you may recall from Sunday, it means the end, but it's definitely forward-looking. It's not like the end, like the end of a movie. It's like the end of a season, and you see the new season already starting to come. And this was part one. This past Sunday was part one. And the title of this Sunday was The End, The Beginning. Um, Titled as such because Jesus starts speaking of the end times. My emphasis this Sunday, maybe to the chagrin of others who would rather have heard me delve deeper into prophetic things, was to kind of give a cursory understanding of the end times with a heavy emphasis on the fact that Jesus is coming. And that means we get to spend eternity with him. That was really where I was going with the idea of the beginning. So even though this is the end, it's signaling the beginning. Um, And I feel like churches really need to be focusing on the joy that we will experience in eternity rather than the obvious easy uh, pickings, so to speak, of focusing on the trouble of the end times and the tribulation and the difficulties and the persecutions. It's good to be made aware of those. And I mentioned how a pregnant woman doesn't focus on the labor she's going to have. She's aware of it, and it's good for her to know what to expect. But women typically do not focus on that. They focus on the baby. And so that's really where this past Sunday was headed. I mentioned as I started into the sermon, though, about how when Peter, James, John, and Andrew, and that was in Mark 13, and I'm looking at verse 3, they asked him privately. Now, they were they sat on the Mount of Olives, uh, and I mentioned how this had been a very, very busy, very difficult day. And I just, I told you I might share why it was such a busy, very difficult day. I'm going to just throw some of these things, and you can find these in Matthew, in Luke, and in Mark, in the Synoptic Gospels. It says, uh, as I'm reading my notes, there was the cursing of the fig tree. There was the parable of the tenant farmers. Uh, in this time, Jesus schooled the religious leaders about paying taxes. Um, he dealt with the Sadducees about heaven. Uh, he dealt with the scribes and the widow, giving her two coins. He taught the crowds at the temple the two great commands. Um, and he called out the scribes on their abuse against the widows. Um, he was watching the giving, and Jesus taught them what real giving looks like. Uh, and so... Even then, as they were leaving the temple and they were reflecting on these things, that's when the disciples learned their valuable lesson that the temple was temporal and how Jesus prophesied about the destruction of the temple. So it had been a very full day, a very busy day, a very tense day, and yet a glorious day because Jesus was asserting his authority as the Son of God. And he was calling the religious elite and the religious leaders out. Um, So yeah, it it would have been a very, very, very full day for Jesus and the disciples. And so here in the cool of the evening, they reclined against the olive trees there at the Mount of Olives. And they looked over Jerusalem and they had to been wondering, where is all this leading? Where is all this going? Which is what prompted their questions. As I said, you can pick up through Matthew uh, 24, I think it's Luke 21, if memory serves correctly, and obviously in Mark 13. uh, The narratives, they read very, very similar. Some add uh, some sentences and and some words that the others don't. So it's good to kind of do a parallel search of these to figure out what might have been 
overlooked as you study just one of the Gospels. Uh, I mentioned uh, that the first thing Jesus warns us about in regard to end time is being led astray. Now, the implication of saying that they were led astray is simply this. Um, That meant they were originally on the right path. Now, in my sermon, I discussed how that means that some people are going to go out of their way. Their sole intent is to lead you off of the correct path. And it seems crazy to think that anyone would behave that way. It's not crazy. They really believe their way is the right way. And we see this in our world today, and I'll probably bring some of this up this Sunday, but the world believes firmly in their course, in their direction, and they will go out of their way to pull believers through manipulation and fake news and all sorts of methods. They'll pull Christians away. They'll water down our our doctrine. They'll make us seem foolish, and by doing so, lead us astray off the correct path. And Jesus warned, he said, do not be led astray, for many will come, many will come in his name, saying, I am the Messiah, right? So we need to be very careful. People are going to come saying they represent Jesus or they're on team Jesus or, hey, yeah, I'm a Christian too, and I believe this way. We have to be very careful when it comes to end times. Uh, Just to wrap this session up, I I think it's interesting um, that when they asked Jesus these things, it means that they fully trusted and believed him to be the one who know the answer to a question like, when will all this be fulfilled? And it made me pause and wonder, my goodness, do I trust Jesus enough to to say, hey, if you tell me this, I'll just flat believe it. I don't care if it's based off of anything or anyone else. If you tell me this, I will believe it. That's, that's a firm conviction. And these disciples believed in Jesus enough to know that if he said it, that that was the gospel truth. So um, what do you believe about the end times? You know, the funny thing about that question is that it presumes that you and I inherently have the ability to discern truth, right? That somehow you, uh, you and I are capable of knowing the difference. But the sad reality is that you and I are horrible at differentiating truths and lies, which is why Jesus said, Follow me. Listen to my voice. Don't try to discern the end times on your own because no one knows the day nor the hour. So if we take our emphasis and our focus away from the end times and focus on the beginning of the new season, um, all we have to do is listen to Jesus along the way. So there's a lot more teaching coming up on this, this Sunday and probably the Sunday after. So I hope you'll stick around with us. All right. Hey, I'll be right back and we'll close this up. I'm so glad that you joined us for another episode of the Post Sunday Podcast. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful for each listener, for each person that listens and participates. Uh, I hope you'll share about your miracle. I hope that some of the teaching uh, has been proved helpful uh, in getting your mind and your heart into the right place in terms of thinking about the new beginning. Um, And of course, I hope that you'll watch this Sunday with us, uh, Facebook, Connection Church, look for us, Franklin, Maine. You'll find us right there. 
we're going to continue this series uh, this Sunday with part two. Um, and I, I think there's some some really amazing things that you're going to pick out and, and, and learn from this this Sunday. Um, continue to watch for our boosts and our uh, blogs and things. We're trying to reach out to you because we love you. We want you to grow in Christ. We want you to mature in Christ because that is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you is that you grow up and become a fully devoted follower of his. Uh, again, we love you. Be watching and, and listening. We're going to have an announcement soon about reopening the church there in Franklin. Um, we want you to be a part with us. God bless and have a great week.